You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 483 of Podcateers. This week, Bicycle has another Phantom Deck release, the Haunted Mansion breaks Dreamlight Valley, some progress is made in the WGA and sag After Strike, Mel and Andrew tell us about their experience at Oogie Boogie Bash, Disney is investing $60 billion over the next 10 years for expansion, and of course, we cap off the episode with our history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, with some facts about 1997 and 1998. We would love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we upload to Patreon, random giveaways, a special section of Discord, and more. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcastheres.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So we're going to jump into the episode. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 483 of Podcateers. Oh, what a tangled web we we weave when we're trying to buy decks of planes. When That's we say goes, right? when we say we, you, we mean you, correct? Okay, because yeah. I don't try and buy <laughs> decks of playing cards. I don't like Melissa tries to buy his decks of playing cards. No, it's just, just me. I think it's just you. I did just see that me. Disney, okay. the shop Disney. When I was looking for shop Disney game stuff, they had some some new cards on there. They're probably not any good according uh, to your standards, but there are some shop Disney cards on. What cards do they have? On shop I don't know. Disney? It was like a two pack of. Uh, what was it? Was it Star Wars? I don't remember what it was, but I remember two there was a shop two Disney. pack. Oh, it's a three oh, it's the Marvel. Well, the no, Star there's Wars. a Marvel Marvel Heroes and Villains playing pack. Two yeah. Two pack. So, so this Star Wars three pack. Uh huh. My kids bought me one uh, day that they had gone to the park. They went to Galaxy's Edge and they saw this and they bought it for me. The the cards the designs are actually really cool. Mm-hmm. They're not like poker regulated, so yeah. they're not going to hold up to a lot of play over they're like time. Art cards, basically. Yeah, they're art cards. Yeah. So as a collector, I dig these, and they mm-hmm. have a lot of like pictures from the from the movie for like each of the characters and stuff like oh, that. Okay. So from the artistic standpoint, I totally dig them, but they would not hold up to a lot of playing with them. So, yeah. uh, but I do own these. My kids gotcha. own these. I don't the other, own the yeah. Marvel ones. Yeah, the Marvel ones was like in like a, like it had like, they're like two in a box, uh, heroes and villains cards. That's the that's one I saw. That's cool. So who knows? 
Anyway, what's your uh, dealio with you're trying to buy some cards? Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah. here are <laughs> I interrupted. So Bicycle's been releasing this collection of Disney cards, kind of celebrating Disney 100, right? It's just a bunch of Mickey Mouse cards. Like they had a black and gold deck. They had a red, black, and white Mickey deck. Uh, they also had a couple of princess decks, like a pink one and a navy uh, blue one. And then recently they released two villain decks, a green one and a purple. Ooh. Now, I follow Bicycle on Instagram and you know I have their emails and all that stuff. So whenever something new releases, I get an alert. And so I know that it's coming and I can set an alarm on my phone or like a, an appointment in my calendar to go to their website and buy it when it's available. They also put countdowns in their stories and I activate the countdown so that I can see it when it's finally launched, right? Right. So the thing that got me angry is that they didn't announce the black, red, and white Mickey deck. Like they didn't even say that it was releasing at one point. So if I if I didn't make it a point to go onto their website all the time, which sadly, yes, on a daily basis I go to their website, <laughs> I wouldn't have even known the cards existed. On top of that, they also didn't market the villain decks. So if I wasn't visiting the websites, I would not have known that the villain decks existed. And the problem with not knowing that they exist is that sometimes they do really limited runs and they run out. And some of these, as a Disney fan, I, I love to collect them, right? I love to collect cards in general, but especially right. Disney decks, right? Because... Disney, like these Marvel decks and the Star Wars ones are a great example, right? Like they will create decks and they will have companies make these decks for them. But again, they're not like you can't use them for magic tricks that well. Like you can't use them for poker. I mean, you can, but they're not going to hold up, right? They're not made of the same material. They're more cardboardy than they are this like laminated paper that they use for like poker cards, right? Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, I bought the other ones when I found out. But then, I'm going to show you a picture of what I missed out on because they never announced it. They released an actual official Disney 100 Mickey deck with silver foil on the tuck case and on every single card. And you're a foil fiend. Yeah. I this year I have become I if there's two things that I look for in my playing cards these days because I have become obsessed with these things is one foils and colored foils because they just they're shiny and I like the way they look <laughs> when you are playing with them. And two, I saw a video by a cardist named Kier Gomes I, that I follow on YouTube and he had these like pink decks and I thought, man, pink is just not a color that you see all that often in playing cards. Like those have become like anytime I can find pink ones, I tend to jump on them now because they're just not common. So when I found out about this Disney 100 silver foil deck, I, I'll say it, I was, I was livid because how does Bicycle not know me by now? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they know that I'm stocking them on their website how dare they not tell me that these cards were releasing? What's even worse is that it seems like it was a super limited release that they sent to specific websites for sale. Mm-hmm. And those websites were advertising it as a super limited run. 
So I don't know if this was one of those things where there's a delayed release and these other websites released it. And then in about a month, the bicycle website may have them for sale. Like maybe this was like trying to get people interested in the fact that the deck exists and building up some hype for it. The problem with building up this hype is that it's going to drive up the secondary market. I haven't checked today, but the last time that I checked, some of these Disney 100 decks on eBay were already going for, you know, a couple hundred bucks. So right now there there's actually some that aren't too bad. I found one for um, 18.95 plus $2 shipping. You should just buy this. Yeah. So this is not bad. Sold. This is uh, because I think they retail for like 14 or 15 bucks right now. So a few dollars on the premium isn't bad, right? So no, this is a perfect right. example of like a good price. But then if you look at the other ones, it goes from that and then it goes to like 28 and then 50 bucks, right? It's in like the higher 40s. But if you look at the pictures, they look so good, man. Like this gold, like the silver foil. I don't know. I'm angry that they didn't announce them. I'm not sure how to feel about whether this was a teaser drop or if this is going to be it like if that's all that was available uh this one seller that i'm looking at right now i'm just gonna buy a couple of these so that way i actually uh, do, have do, the deck do, do, do. um but i don't like when they do this because it doesn't allow me to collect these disney decks damn it bicycle stop this let me love you <laughs> hey this is a pretty good deal here's a seven deck bundle you get two villains the 100 mickey mouse Two different princesses, the gold Mickey Mouse and the original Mickey Mouse, seventy three ninety five plus seven ninety five shipping. That's actually not bad because yeah. it's about eighty dollars, and that's about twelve bucks per deck at that point for seven decks. Yeah, that's not like a deal. Like if they're like you yeah. said, they're like retail like fourteen. They retail between fourteen to eighteen depending on the deck. So that's on sale. That's a sale. That yeah, is. I like finding sales. The only <laughs> problem with that one is that you already bought a bunch. I of own all <laughs> the other ones. The only <laughs> one I'm missing is the silver foil one. Yeah, but yeah, like the villains ones were ten bucks a piece. I think on the gotcha. bicycle website, the original Mickey, which was the black, red, and white one, mm-hmm. was eight bucks. Of that entire set, the most expensive was the black and gold Mickey, which was thirteen bucks on their website. And the princess decks, I think, started off at twelve bucks, but they have them for like ten now or something. Gotcha. Anyway, I'm going off of eBay now. Back to Shop Disney. <laughs> yeah, for Back me. Back to Shop Disney. So anyway, just wanted to complain a little bit because I feel like Bicycle is actively trying to mess with me. They're sabotaging your purchases. Seriously, they you don't even know. But I saw this deck and I thought I needed it in my life. <laughs> and now I'm I'm getting it because I bought these from eBay. The but internet. Bay. Come on, bicycle. Come on, bicycle. Electronic Bay. That's what eBay stands for, probably. Uh, hey, speaking of purchases, Disney Dreamlight Valley released their latest update last week. There was quite a few things actually that we were looking forward to in this one, as far as the items that were going to be available as part of the Star Path and some of the things that you can purchase. One of the premium star paths 
Uh, they've done this before. They tested the waters with Wally, where for 4,000 Moonstones, you can get a Wally star path where you end up with like dapper Wally and some like 1920s old timey clothes. I didn't think that was all that great. As much as I love Wally, I don't need to see him dapper. So I opted not to get that one. But I'm considering getting the new one because the new premium star path, which is also 4,000 Moonstones, allows you to turn Ursula into Vanessa so that she's walking around the valley. Ooh, that's pretty worth it. Right? Uh, So you do get some custom items on top of the fact that at the end of the star path, you get to, you know, switch between Ursula and Vanessa. Now, the problem is there's tons of other stuff that's also really nice. As part of the actual star path, which I think is 3,800 moonstones, 3,500 moonstones, something like that, they have some really great Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. If you can get a Jack Skellington outfit, an Oogie Boogie outfit that looks like a giant, like uh, footy pajamas, basically, of Oogie Boogie. You could dress Donald up as like a a vampire, I think. I don't remember exactly. But there's a couple of characters where you can get like Halloween costumes for them as part of the Star Path. They have a bunch of Haunted Mansion stuff. Like they have the stretching portraits. It's got some good stuff. The one that I wanted the most is the one I can't have right now because... (laughs) It essentially broke the game. And, and and I don't mean like broke the game, like tons of people went and bought it and so it crashed their servers or anything. We've talked before how you can buy skins for your house. And so if you instead of having like your regular looking house, you can make it look like a castle or like a little mm-hmm. cottage and stuff like that. Uh, the latest update allows you to buy a skin for your house that makes it look like the Haunted Mansion. It also has an alternate view that allows you to view it as Haunted Mansion Holiday. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so I already knew I was dropping the moonstones on this one. Like that of course. was already like I wasn't even going to think twice. And I even said last week that I was prepared to spend real world money on this. And no by the regrets. time that I was able to play, <laughs> right? So the, the update drops on Wednesday. You know, last week we recorded and I was thinking like, all right, well, after I'm done recording, you know, after I'm done editing and everything, Wednesday night, I'll be able to start playing and, you know, have some fun. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to start playing until Thursday. And by Thursday, people were reporting that they couldn't get into their game, that they bought the Haunted Mansion skin and that now whenever they try to launch the game, they were getting this error 201. Mm. And they couldn't even get into their game. Turns out that there was an error with the, the the Haunted Mansion skin. And when you like switched your house over, it basically killed your game. It crashed it completely. Couldn't even launch it to play. And so people were waiting for a fix because the time is ticking on the star path, right? Like days are right. passing and you only have a certain amount of days to complete the star path. And if you're like me, uh, then you play a lot more than most people. And like I'm done with the star path, but I also didn't buy the Haunted Mansion skin. And so when they they released a hot fix yesterday, we're recording this actually a day later than we normally record. We're recording this on Wednesday. On Tuesday, they released a hot fix 
that reverts everyone's home back to what it looked like before they applied the Haunted Mansion skin. And as a sorry for all of this and thanks for your patience, they refunded everyone the Moonstones that they spent on the Haunted Mansion skins. So they basically got the Mansion skins for free for right. not being able to play for a week. And 4,000 Moonstones is nothing to laugh at mm-hmm. in Dreamlight Valley. That's it's a good $20 worth of credit right there <laughs> that they right. got for waiting. Uh, but there were a lot of angry people. There were some people freaking out because obviously they didn't know if their game was going to be 100% lost or what the case was going to be. But uh, there's a part of me that regrets not buying it on day one because I feel like I would have gotten it for free because I would have been okay waiting a week or whatever for them to fix it. But at the same time, I I didn't know how long it was going to be for them to fix it. And let's be honest, there were some people stuck in certain tasks with their characters that they didn't fix for almost six months. Jeez. So I I don't I I'm not sure how I would have felt if that would have been the case. Uh but here I am, right? Now I have to pay for the mansion skins when they're finally available again. They're gonna make them available at some point. But as of right now, you can't buy them. The other thing that you can buy as part of this like new premium shop thing that they have is a building. You know how we got the the Wheel of Death and then we got the Dumbo, you know, the, yeah. the attractions and stuff? They added right. a new attraction to the premium shop. They added Tower of Terror. Oh. I bought this because I thought this is going to look great in the Forgotten Lands, right? Yeah. It's so cool because it looks phenomenal. When you go to the front door, you interact with it and it turns on the elevators and they open up and you see the sparks and you see them moving up and down. <laughs> it is nice. so freaking cool. However, I was under the impression that this skin was also a building you could walk into. Like it would be your house, just like the castle or the mansion or anything else. That is not the case. This is simply an attraction the way that the Dumbo attraction and the teacups and stuff are from the previous Star Path items. So still cool nonetheless. Up until now, it's one of my favorite items that they released as part of the premium shop. And even if it is just something that you turn on and off and it kind of does its thing, I don't regret it. As part of building a mini Disneyland or as close to building like my own little theme park inside of Dreamlight Valley is concerned, this is essential. That's how I see it. I mean, that sounds cool. It's just crazy that Remy has a whole mansion and yet we can't go into. It would be so cool if you were if you were able to go into the lobby of Tower of Terror. Like that would be awesome and just hear the music. But mm-hmm. I guess that's too much to ask. <laughs> I'm with Andrew on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that we get to a point with Dreamlight Valley where they have some way to make it so that you can actually ride the attraction. Yeah. Because yeah. I just think it would elevate the game so much if you had the opportunity to do that. What happens when they give you a Space Mountain? Right. Or a Big Thunder that you can place in... The Sunlit Plateau. Mm -hmm. I see them all coming, 
right? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're all going to be attractions you can buy at some point. When I don't know, it's all speculation at this point. But if this trend continues, at some point we're going to see some of these other major attractions, and I'm for it. The other thing I didn't mention as part of this update, there's actually going to be tasks that you can do for the forgotten, extending the story. So even if you kind of ended the last one, there's still going to be more to do, which is cool. They're timing it so that it all like if they don't begin until like mid to late October to give people a chance to do the current star path and they're not overlapping. So it'll be one after another Uh, on top of the fact that they added an entirely new, what do they Mm -hmm. call it? A biome to visit a realm to visit. Yes. Thank you for beauty and the beast, the beast castle realm, hot Mm -hmm. damn. It is the best realm of all of them. And I'm not saying that because it's my favorite (laughs) movie. Okay. I guess the only one that kind of gets shafted is Wally because Wally had that little circle area mm-hmm. and yeah. there wasn't much for you to do. For Toy Story, you had all of Andy's room, which was great because there was still a lot of stuff to do within Andy's room. The Lion King one was decent because they had the Pride Lands and you kind of went between areas in the Pride Lands, which was, it wasn't bad. Uh, what else? The frozen the, the one Moana, was pretty big. The frozen one was pretty big, yeah. but it was fairly was linear. A, yeah, there wasn't a ton of stuff either. It was just long. yeah. The Moana one also felt like a circle, like it didn't mm-hmm. have a lot to it as well. But this one, you're basically running throughout the entire castle. On top of the fact that it has a courtyard where the roses are growing and stuff, and wow. it's one of the bigger realms that's on there, I don't know, maybe I'm biased. I'll, I'll admit it. Maybe I'm just biased because it's my favorite film. It's just I, it's the best <laughs> one. I haven't got there yet. I'm I'm actively playing at the moment while we're recording trying to <laughs> get there cuz I we went to Disneyland this past weekend and so I haven't been able to play much. So I got to get some caught up cuz I want to do this Star Path. Yes, I need to. Man. At least you're playing, because <laughs> I still need to. I still need to find time to like sit down and do this. Well, you're. Like, I want that you're, stuff. I mean, you have so much to do though because of of your event that's coming up. Like I understand, yeah. like why you're not playing, you know. And Andrew, I know you haven't been playing because you've had all those shows that you've been working on, and mm-hmm. I think this is kind of the first. Yeah like break that you've had from all the set building and everything. Over oh, the I'm still building. <laughs> it's, it's a but never it, ending cycle. <laughs> right. But it, it, it doesn't seem to be as crazy as it was over the last. Yeah. The summer was, you. the summer was pretty rough, yeah. but yeah, it's oh, the, well, just one show going on. Well, no, I'll have another one. I got so many shows. It's just always shows. I mean, that's my job. So I guess that's why it's always shows, but. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll get some time. I'll I'll play. I was also was just addicted to Monopoly Go, and I mean, I still am. But, <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, that's true. That is true. I do make time for that game. Yes, I do play Monopoly Go a bajillion times a day, and I shouldn't, but I do. What can I say? There's always time for Monopoly Go. Right. 
so that's going on. Hopefully, Mel, you get an opportunity to play some of the cool new Star Path stuff. And if you don't, uh, you should get somebody to play for you so you don't lose out on the cool items that you're going to be getting. Because you get an- another one of the items as part of the Star Path. It's like on the fifth or sixth page out of the seven, you get the wallpaper from the Haunted Mansion. So oh, you can cheesy. decorate a room with the wallpaper. So I already have a room that's got the wallpaper. It's got the stretching. Oh, I didn't even tell you one of the best items in the Star Path. On one what? of those later pages is Victor Geis's organ. Mm-hmm. And when you turn it on in a room, there's little ghosties coming up from the top of the organ. So I need to play like tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I don't want you to lose out on these items because they're so freaking good. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, no. I, gotta I hear play. you. I hear you. <laughs> uh, tomorrow. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad you mentioned going to the parks, Andrew, because I want to hear about your experience and you know what you like, what you didn't like about Oogie Boogie Bash and stuff. But before we get to that, I have a couple of updates on the strike. As you know, we've been standing in solidarity with the WGA and SAG-AFTRA while they are striking against the studios. So we have refrained from speaking about uh, film and TV. And trust me, there is a lot we want to talk about. This was like, like the studios picked a bad time to screw over the writers and the actors because that was some great content that we could be talking about. But regardless, it's been going on for a long time. And it looks like this week, uh, again, we're recording this episode a day later than we normally do. And today I was reading an article that said that the CEOs of these studios were actually talking to to the unions directly, Mm -hmm. along with the, you know, the the AMPTP representative. But it looks like things were a little more promising this time than they have been as part of the other negotiations. And while they didn't strike a deal today, they did say that it looked promising enough that they're going back to the negotiation table tomorrow to continue the talks to try to get all the details down. So crossing my fingers that it, that they finally get the deal that they deserve, that they get everything that they're asking for uh, because this has been going on a long time. And I don't just mean like 100 plus days of striking. I mean like years of them not getting paid for Mm -hmm. what they're worth and what they've Mm -hmm. been putting out, you know. So uh, crossing my fingers for them, sending good vibes out into the, the universe for them. And remember we were talking about Drew Barrymore and how she decided to bring her show back? Mm-hmm. Right. Looks like people got to her because uh, everybody uh, complaining about what she was doing essentially had her pull her show. She has decided not to do that. She put out an apology video, which a lot of people were criticizing because for Drew Barrymore, people were saying that it seemed very disingenuous. What's even funnier is that she decided to take the video down after she got such a backlash. Uh, She's still not bringing her show back. She did pull the video, but of course, the internet being the internet, people have copies of it. And so you can find it just by searching for it. But Mm -hmm. I think the important part, regardless of why she did it or what she sounded like or whatever, 
the point is she's pulling her show for whatever right. reason she's doing the right thing she's pulling her show and she's standing in solidarity i guess by doing so uh showing the studios that it's not worth it it's been rough right so i'm hoping that other shows i think i'm not sure if it was the view or the talk or one of those like day shows was also in the similar situation where they were going to bring their show back um Wendy Williams, I think, was in that uh, talk know. as well. Bill like, Maher did. Bill Maher, I think, also. Thing and... Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if they're all going to follow suit. We'll see. The only uh, show that we've gotten any type of confirmation from, uh, as as far as what I've seen up until this point, is that Drew Barrymore is not bringing her show back. So, uh, good for you, Drew. You know, sorry that you had to go through all of this, but thank you for pulling back and, you know, standing in solidarity with the unions on this one. Uh, hey, Mel, What's since you're working on your on your stuff, before we get into Oogie Boogie Bash, do you want to plug the event that you're going to be a part of again? Sure. Um, let me put this down because I'm actually painting. <laughs> I'm actually painting my flamingo, so let me put this down and Everybody's focus just a little bit more. We're, we're talking and also doing other stuff at the same right? time. Right, we're multitasking as we go. Um, Isle of Magic Marketplace, this event is happening November 5th from 3 to 8, and we're going to have about 30 different vendors, and I know quite a few of them. We There's a lot of us that are returning, and they're really awesome people, really awesome art. Um, I will be one of them, of course, and we are going to be at the uh, Captain Auctions Warehouse which is actually close by about 15 minutes from Disneyland. We're going to have like so much entertainment. We usually have like live entertainment, foods. There's going to be, it's practically like a pinball area. Like you could see everything that's there. So um, yeah, so the reason I'm not playing certain games is because I'm working on stuff to be ready for that (laughs) day. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, I'll be taking a bunch of different things. I'm actually retouching a lot of stuff. It's looking cool. It's looking pretty awesome. Oh, 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 one thing. Um, if you haven't RSVP, the tickets are free. You want to do this through, um, the Isle of Market Mag- Magic Place's, um, IG profile page, I believe. There should be a link there that takes you to Eventbrite and that's where you could get your tickets. So, Go ahead and do that. Don't forget. Um, I think there's going to be free swag. So if, I think there's still a good amount of tickets. So if you haven't gotten yours, you may get one. You may get a swag bag. And I've seen them. They're really, really cool. I believe there's going to be a like a couple of goodies in there from different vendors. So definitely jump on it. Don't sleep on it. Get your tickets. Again, they're free November 8th, uh, 3 to 8. And even if you don't buy anything, come by and say hi. Check it out. Discover some, you know, artists that are going to be there. Check. Just come say hi. Yeah. At least come see me. (laughs) See Melissa. (laughs) Right. And I'll also be there with Jill. So if you follow her, come by and say hi to her too. So she'll be there with me. Right on. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I I'm itching to hear about your experience at Oogie Boogie Bash. So before we get into that, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad. Our podcast, Fairy Godparents, because it is their support via Patreon that help make these episodes possible. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, a little bit of information about what the FGP Squad is all about. But essentially, being a part of the FGP Squad gets you some additional perks like discount codes on new Podcasters gear random giveaways, access to additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, a special section of our Discord just for FGP members, and more. So uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to send us a message. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. All right, Uh, let's hear it. I want to know how long Andrew was standing in front of Judge Doom. And if Judge Doom <laughs> at, at any point said, get away. Uh, I don't know. How how long were we we're at Judge Doom? Maybe five minutes. I mean, he doesn't, yeah. he, do, he does a loop of, of dialogue. So, and, you know, we wanted to see everything. That's the, the one thing that this year is, you know, compared to previous years, it did feel a lot more crowded. So I don't know if they're selling more tickets or, or what, or, the lack of other offerings. I'm not sure, but it did like just right off the bat, like everything just felt a lot more crowded, a lot more busy. Um, they didn't have a Halloween world of color this year. I, I don't know about last year, if they did that last year or not, but the year prior they had in 21, they did have the world of color. And I think that eats up a lot of people that they want to wait and see that. So then that makes some of the lines shorter. Um, I also, uh, I think they had a few less um, photo pass spots uh, than previous really? years. Um, like they had yeah. more characters out generally, but a lot of them were not photo pass. They were just like, hand your phone to random person to take photo kind of thing. And, you know, in my humble opinion, I feel that every character should have a photo pass photographer with them. Like it's included with the event. This is like special thing. And I think it would be able to like get the most people like if there's a photographer, they're just able to go click, 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 click. Okay, scan your wristband. Dupe. There you go. And I think, you know, that was a good addition, I will say, of they changed the wristbands up. Um, I don't know if it's the same as last year, but at least from the year prior, they're now like these printed wristbands that have a QR code on them that are your photo pass code. So you just link that with yeah. your account and then you just scan your wristband. They scan that instead of you having to open the app or anything, which was great. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fun and, it was, you know, characters were great and everything, but it did just feel like a hundred percent more crowded than it was the last time I went um it was yeah i i don't know like there's lots of positives to it but it did feel i don't know do you feel the same way melissa it did feel like pretty pretty like claustrophobic some points and it did um the lines for well before everything started opening like the trails and whatnot 
um, the lines for like, uh, gosh, I don't remember his name. Yokai, I believe. Uh-huh. Okay, so his line, just for the treat trail, was too long. Way too long. Like, it kind of went through Cars Land, which was insane. I'm like, okay, we're like, you know what? Let's just look at another place. Let's just go. Let's start somewhere else. Um, it seemed like everybody was at um, San, Franci- San Francisco Square. Mm-hmm. So it felt like everybody was there. We were, well, we were waiting until the party started. Um, that was pretty much like the busiest I have seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, it kind of fills it out. But it seemed like if you were there, it seemed like everybody was going to the trails that were the closest. So you had to walk a little bit more in order to like kind of enjoy the trails per se, which was fine um that was actually a really good strategy because we ended up hitting so many different places i don't have any complaints i will say that i didn't know that madame mim was going to be there Mm -hmm. and i let out the loudest gasp (laughs) in line because um i was bummed that i missed her in 21 when i had went i didn't see her there yeah, I didn't see, like, her, the Mad Hatter. Like, they didn't have them. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. That was that was already... I'm like, okay, I'm done. Bye. I, <laughs> I, I'm good. You know, I've seen the one person that I really, really wanted to see, and I missed out. For Fast Passes... I mean, Fast Passes. For her. <laughs> Photo Fast. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, Andrew's right. It didn't seem like there was a lot of... Um, a lot of opportunities there. Um, I, you know what? I do have like a little moment where I was like bummed. And that was for the parade. They had cut out probably the best part. And that was the Headless Horseman. So they didn't have that what? intro. I did a little yeah. like recon on that. And I think that was a fluke just for ours. Because I've oh. seen video for uh, from other nights. And the Headless Horseman was there. So I'm guessing yeah. there was some sort of something, but it was very disappointing to be like, all right, uh, you know, you're waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it, and then the parade just happens, and there's, you know, no Headless Horseman. Also, it was yeah. weird, like, I, either I don't remember how parades work at DCA or they've changed it, but it used to be, just like at Disneyland, you know, the first showing of it, it starts on one end, and then goes to the other end, and then the second showing, it starts, it goes backwards, basically. This time, they have, like, a road back there or something. They just, they it's both showing started in Paradise Pier, or Pixar Pier, sorry, um, and went through the park to, uh, by uh, the Guardian's Tower. So, we... <laughs> Where I was, you know, kind of, I was like, okay, we'll set it on this side so we have time. And we'll give us a little bit of extra time because the parade will start over here. And then we were at the end. <laughs> we were in front of Carthay. And I was like, oh, we're at the end. But we, we still had time to do the other stuff we wanted to. But, yeah, we, we you know, we got to see a lot of, um, uh, you know, you know, the treat trails are, are cool. And it's just, you know, it's like the trails have the characters that you would really, I think, want to have a photo with. And yes. it's, like, near impossible to do that. Like, especially, like, Oogie Boogie. Like, they 
they need to have like uh with all these trails like a designated like photo thing where it's like all right you want they're still going to be up there and they're just going to be doing their thing but if you want to take a photo you kind of peel off into this side of the line you know if people don't care about taking photos they can continue on because it's kind of weird people trying to like stand in front of oogie boogie take a picture or stand in front of whoever take a picture and then move along um some of some of the other ones like the judge doom one was like laid out in such a way that the people that wanted to stay and watch judge doom could and then everybody else could kind of just filter around or the oogie boogie one um a few of the other ones i can't really like sid and things like that didn't really have like a good like waiting spot that ernesto de la cruz one had a good good waiting spot as well um so i think implementing that in a lot of the the trails may be uh helpful for the people that want to have photos be, you know or film or do whatever they want to do um cuz you know the judge doom ernesto the two that i we experienced that had those spots the the treat line went real quick mm-hmm. and you know it wasn't getting backed up or like the oogie boogie one like took a while like it, the 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 line was like out the animation had- down the street or no back yeah. through zigzag down the street it was at wow. one point we never we didn't even go see yokai because the line by the time we went back to it so yokai's at the new meet and greet area for hero and and baymax and so that's kind of like right by the entrance to cars land there in in the you know where the wharf was and everything where where the beer truck was it went oh, into okay. Cars Land to the kind of overflow spot for Radiator Springs Racers line. It looped back around, from what I could tell, back all the way through San Francisco Square and across the bridge. Like it was, Whoa. it was so long, and you could just like sit at a table and watch him. Like you, you like if you really wanted to, like see him you could just kind of stand there and we walked past him but she's just like hello the things and the stuff he was boring he's kind of boring he was i mean i get it i I mean you know if you like him whatever like good for you but it wasn't (laughs) you know i like big hero six i think it's a very good movie but yeah the, the like the villain of that movie is not like a very like scary villain he's just like a guy in a mask who's like i miss my daughter so right he seems so like (laughs) down and it's like speak to everybody like i think the the one i think ernesto like whoever is playing ernesto de la cruz wow because Mm -hmm. he i mean he does talk in between and he's very quick because what he does is he'll talk about random little things and i guess if you best way i could describe it is you will get what he's talking about or his jokes if you lived in a hispanic household that that's pretty much it it was so i'm sitting there like did he make a joke because he was saying stuff in spanish (laughs) and i'm like "Hmm." and then everybody laughs and i'm (laughs) I'm sitting there i guess he made a joke i want to know what he i want to know some some of the stuff that he said well, he was he would be talking and he would be saying, well, I'll, I'll say it in English. Um, he would be like commenting towards people and stuff. And he would be asking, like, are you my family and stuff? And this one guy was like, no, no. And so the 
I guess his wife had a crown. So he was saying in Spanish, like, hey, queen, what's up with your joker? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but the way that he says it is just different. And mm -hmm. so, of course, I started laughing because I understood him. And I'm explaining to Andrew and Tina, like, yeah. what it was. Because some people got it, some people didn't. But yeah. the guy that he was making fun of was like, he turned around and he's like, Oh, dang. I didn't know he was talking about me. <laughs> he also said but, he said something about, like, put me on your ofrenda. I think it was oh, another yes. one. Yeah. Yes. He was asking everybody to take a picture so that he would be remembered. So it was like little little jokes. But he was good. Like Interesting. And he talks pretty yeah. good with those big old teeth he's got in, too. Yeah. Like, th th my one disappointment with Judge Doom is they didn't also give him big fake teeth like Christopher Lloyd has in the movie. Like, yeah. Judge Doom was, you know, I can talk about it now, I guess, just, but was was great. I was not going to yell at him at, uh, in my Roger Rabbit voice, but then I, I did for a couple but I'm not very good on my, uh, you know, improvising really quick. So he's like, oh, something, something, something. And then I'm like, uh. <laughs> so, uh but you did get if, his attention. <laughs> if, if, if they have it next year, uh, maybe I'll, if Judge Doom is back, maybe I'll, I'll write, write some quips back. So I have, I'm prepared. <laughs> but it was very cool. We got to see the, uh, the shoe bit. Um, yeah. and it's the, a lot of the photos be, everything was like zoomed in, like, like all the photos and videos I seen are like zoomed in on him, which is great, but it, it, you don't get to see the, the whole set, which is like really impressive. Like it's, it's the whole Acme like warehouse and mm -hmm. then the truck is there. Oh. Like it's like there's th there's a whole big setup like neon Acme sign. Like it's it's very cool. Like I think it's probably the biggest set they've built for any of these like with stuff because even and the then, the yokai one was like like we saw them roll it out and it's just like kind of a big flat blue thing. <laughs> with like yeah. all the nanobot things on it um but yeah his set was like like big and not just that it's just as you're going along the trail you're continuing down they had like it kind of extended out because you mm -hmm. saw like these barrels and it looked like it had like the um the well, dip the, in there they were labeled yeah they, yeah, the, the Teenage Mutant Turtles. No, they had like, and they had barrels labeled, you know, acetate, acetone, mm -hmm. turpentine, benzene. Yeah. And then how they do the dip, like the the water in it, it's really cool. Like an effect that I think it's, you know, it, their barrels don't have water in them. They have right. fog and a green laser. And, you know, the, it, the green laser, it's basically like, like a laser level that you would use that just shoots a straight line. Um, and it makes a layer, basically, when the fog goes through it, it makes it look like it has a layer, uh, you know, like it's water and something. They did they did that in um, the Villain's Grove as well. There's lots of lasers and things kind of making this layer of, you know, looks like water. They they When they do it above you in concerts, they usually call it like liquid sky because it looks really kind of like water is above you because of all the smoke and it's like a weird flat um thing but yeah the it was the yeah they had the dip container some of them said poison they had crates and it i think whoever was 
in charge of this one was a person like me who was like yes. really like <laughs> like all out on Roger Rabbit and like Judge Doom and like the really details. put it all in. So whoever you are out there, I really appreciate the the detail that was put into the Judge Doom one. Um, it's it. I mean, it's it. Like like you said, Melissa, it extends out, and none of these other ones extend out like oogie boogie it's the whole animation thing but it's it's all the screens but all the other ones are just like the stage itself like they have you know mother gothels on like a stage and there's like candles and their flowers and and things and uh sid has the you know his little stage that's the sideshow and it has the toys and stuff but everything is like contained in Mm -hmm. this in just the stage area that they're on whereas this one like I don't know if it's just because they needed to dress up the side of the Soren building or whatever, but, but it works. But it was it was really like very like well done and thought out and thoughtful and uh, when it comes to somebody that's a huge fan of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so I appreciated all of the little details. I'm trying to like take pictures and it's really dark, <laughs> and I'm trying to, like walk the treat trail get the candy take the picture all to keep moving and so i don't know if i got too many good pictures of the barrels and stuff but they were there and they're very cool you know what i noticed i don't we didn't see um mini daisy and clarabelle no they were we didn't go over there they're over by uh monsters inc i so we didn't even go we We didn't didn't even touch that we were the sandersons right yeah, yeah. That, people were saying that that was like a two and a half hour, three hour line. Ew. Just oh. to just start out with like that's the whole party basically. Yeah. Um, no. So no, I, no, no. it's like I said, like the photo pass is is a little rough. Like I, I feel like if you know they probably should have two or three photographers with them, where it's like okay, group photographer, boom, doom doom like running these through. Um, and again, like with with the other characters, like in Buena Vista Street around the fountain, they had like two or three characters, like area. I think it's two areas, and they'd rotate characters out. Like Hans from Frozen was there, like Prince John and the Sheriff of Nottingham, and like Pain and Panic, and different characters were there. Captain Hook, but they were just take a picture with your phone kind of thing. And the same thing with like Mater and and Lightning McQueen and Cruz Mares and uh, Red were all out, but they're just kind of there and they're, you know, no photo pass. But it sure would be nice to have photo pass for all of these. You know, you can just kind of have a nice photo done and they're all in one place and you just like go on your computer and download them all. I'm like, here's my trip. All the photos are here. I don't have to go then. All right. Then there's a couple of photos in my phone and there's a couple of photos in the Disneyland app and da, da, you know, it's, it would just be nice if every single one had, mm. had the photo pass, you know, for, a, a lot of them did, but yeah. Um, for, so for Oogie Boogie, you know what they could do? And I'm only going to say, cause you see it at graduations. You have that one student come around, take a picture, go. <laughs> they could do that. They could totally do that. And it'll be like, click, scan, go. Click, click, scan. I mean, if they, you blink, sorry. Yeah. yeah. They just need to have multiple oogie boogies. I mean, I know yeah. there's only one real oogie boogie, I but mean, what Mickey's if they're oogie, oogie boogies helpers, right? Oogie boogies helpers. Right. Like the that, Santa's at the mall. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or like, you know what? Do some magic shots too or something. Like I don't know. Like do do something to or like even if it's like there's like a photo like Oogie Boogie's up on a platform and then you can like be on a line to like get on this other like area that's kind of like farther away but you're angled in such a way that Oogie Boogie's in the background he's still doing his shtick but right. you could also get a clear photo of it or something I think there are ways to do this to so people can get these photos because we didn't even go like we didn't do the Cruella line because that one was also Mm-mm. like crazy down like all the way down Hollywood Boulevard down towards Buena Vista Street like it was it was bananas I think those are the I think the Cruella one was the only one and the yokai one were the only two like character trails we didn't end up doing if I remember correctly yeah. but there was there's a couple of treat trails like hot tip I guess uh go to the treat trail that's uh, down Buena Vista Street uh, going towards the turnstiles they were giving out full size packages of M&M's and there was like <laughs> yes. two or three different stations <laughs> in that tree trail that were giving out the full bags of M&M's yep. so if you want to like mm. like make out like a bandit just loop you know spend, exactly. spend a half an hour loop that one treat trail nobody was there because it's at the because front, it's away the from front. everybody. Yeah, nobody was there. So if you want some good candy, so if you're if you're a fan <laughs> of the fu- are they the fudge M and M's? Is that what they are, Melissa, or the chocolate They're brownie or something? The brownies, brownie yeah. M and M's. They're in the purple pack. If you're a fan of those, you want to get like a case worth. Just loop <laughs> loop that <laughs> treat trail. Right, get there's your no, money's worth. There's no rules. You can That's do the I'm treat saying. trails multiple times. So there's a hot tip for you. Yeah, and apparently, yeah. Hot tip: (laughs) also watch the parade from uh, Pixar Pier area because then it'll be done sooner, and you can get yes, get more (laughs) things done instead of sitting there waiting around. Yeah, correct. I do like the idea, uh, kind of the hybrid idea of you each mentioned having just kind of like walk and click, walk and click. Mm-hmm. But I think, Andrew, you also mentioned having multiple PhotoPass photographers there. Mm-hmm. And I really like that idea because the like if somebody's coming into line, especially with the, the QR code that they added to your wristbands yeah. this time around, if you have, let's say, the first PhotoPass photographer come up with one family or one person, whatever the case is, Take the picture, move off to the side, scan the QR code, do the thing while the next PhotoPass photographer goes mm-hmm. with the next person. They move off to the side, and the third one comes in, or the first one theoretically should be done with yeah. the first family or picture, and they can move on. So Clearing they're, they're that, always cycling, yeah. right? They're always just keeping it flowing. More importantly, you don't have to futz around with your phone, right? Because one of the right. things I've always seen holds up lines is when somebody gets a picture and they're like, oh, I didn't like that one. Can you take it again? Or can you do this yeah. one again? And before you know it, taking a picture with your phone means that somebody just stood there for five additional minutes than they mm-hmm. needed to rather than a photo pass taking one clear and done with a nice camera, nice flash and everything. You don't have to worry about the elements, right? Yeah. So uh, I really dig that idea. If anyone from Disney that helps put together Oogie Boogie Bash is listening, that's definitely a tip I think you can incorporate into future ones to help the flow of yeah. lines. And because I mean, two and a half yeah. hours, like you said, that's the entire event. 
Yeah. And yeah. the ones that we did go to, the, the photo pass lines that we did go to, like they were being managed very well. Like they would come up and tell us like, okay, so we're only doing, we can only do either group photos or individual photos. We can't do both. And this, and you know, and I think some of them even said we're only doing photo pass photos. I, I can't remember. I think that was like the one with, uh, like we, I, we took a picture with Doug from up on the uh nice. the Pixar pier and you know they would same same thing with uh uh Bruno we mm-hmm. went up there said okay we're just doing photo pass photos we're doing you know with, or no i think that was just we're doing either group or or no we're only doing group photos only group only group photos for that one there the people there working it were trying to get the, keep the lines moving as quick as possible they had like two tables set up with like you know the oogie boogie bash tablecloths on them be like okay you guys can put your stuff on that table and then there's a second table for the next group that they were already like staging so the ones that we did go into they were you know even though they did have only one photographer they were making the trying to go as quick as they possibly could and even like like bruno you know he had to go leave for uh you know he was gone for a couple minutes but he got back and i mean we were only in line maybe 10 minutes for for bruno yeah. it was not bad at all um That's so a lot of the i think a lot of the characters and the, a lot of they're doing a lot of good things there all the cast members are working really hard to keep the lines down um just some of those more popular ones i think probably could benefit from from multiple photographers or some some sort of different situation like if it's the Sanderson sisters you like put them up on a little platform and you take a picture in front of them and that way they can have like three different photos go you know people going on at the same time yeah. or something i don't know there's all kinds of logistics that uh will factor into all of these things but uh but- i think there there should be a way to to make this uh a little bit more uh, like efficient. flow a little better, yeah, and be more efficient. Yeah, the idea of them being on a platform though also works from the standpoint of I know that there's been times where I've gone to the park or you know years ago when I would go to stuff like this where if they were elevated in any way, I wouldn't even mm-hmm. stand in line for the photo. I would just take the picture from far away of the character in between them switching from one picture to the next. So in that little pocket of time, I would just get a photo of them because they were high enough that I could get a decent photo. Yeah. With your lens, if you have a good, good camera lens or whatever, you can zoom in. Yeah. So the advantage of, of that is if you don't want to stand in line, you want to do the treat trails or you want to move on to another villain or another photo op or something, you get the quick photo from far away. They're high enough that you get, at least a dis- a decent photo and not just like a crop version of their heads and mm-hmm. you can move on right so exactly. that's also a really great idea so uh, well, that being said right we did have a good time i think I oh think, yeah. yeah we got a ton of candy got a ton of you know other goodies chips and and uh apple slices and uh goldfish, goldfish. um so i you know uh, oh, there's also if you're a magic key holder, there is a magic key uh, little giveaway down um, at uh, Silly Symphony Swings. You get a little uh, bag. They give you a little bag and then there's a treat trail there and a special photo op with a photo fast photo pass photographer that just has like a Mickey Mouse uh, background, black and white Mickey Mouse, like big spider from one of the from the one of the shorts. So, yeah, there, there's. 
there's stuff to do. Uh, it did feel pretty crowded in some spots, but uh, overall, I think still worth it. Um, I just wish more people were riding rides. And again, like I think the world not having World of Color really did like make it so everybody else was in all the other lines. So it's it's uh oh the other thing before I go off of this, I got a survey after the thing and it was you know asking like what would you you know it was you know general survey stuff then it said like what are you interested in it's like would you be interested in a i think one of the things was a halloween show at the hyperion (gasps) and it's like and so the like things they're thinking of (laughs) i think they said they also said a stage show featuring the sanderson sisters and then they said a stage show featuring uh oh i forgot the other one it must have been coco uh if i'm not mistaken but there's another you know thing they're thinking of for stage shows wise at least in the abstract trying to come up with new ideas see what people are interested in so that was you know interesting and then it asked your opinion on like what do you come here for do you would you prefer there be more line or less lines like less lines obviously like i don't know if they're trying to give me like (laughs) what is this question (laughs) it was like how do you feel about lines i don't like them would you rather have more lines or less lines Uh, less lines please like (laughs) it's a very obvious question do you feel that the lines are too long yes obviously very much so i feel like the lines are too long so um yeah, the other thing was too that we didn't have like there wasn't a good way to figure out what like if they had any specialty foods and stuff like where they were because the map only had like so much and the app really wasn't helpful for the event specifically. So I don't know if they need to mm. like have a way where you can like check in on the app and then it like unlocks some sort of like menu or whatever for like all the treats that you can just order from or something because we didn't get by anything really because we didn't know where anything was and it's like you don't want to have to go through each restaurant's menu and figure out where the thing is like there's you know 20 restaurants open (laughs) yeah i mean they already had the qr code on the wristband right like if yeah qr the app should have just recognized yeah, the the app should have just recognized that if you linked a wristband to your photo pass, that it should enable like these special menus of the treats you could get somewhere. Yeah, so that that's another there's another suggestion for you Disney if you're listening. We know you are. Uh somehow figure out where, you know, tell us how to buy the food. Like I will buy it. Like I I'm there spending money already. Like I will b- spend more money. But you have to make it easy for me to spend the money. If not, I'm just not going to do it. Like I said to the people at Bicycle about the Disney 100 cards, why don't you want to take my money? Why don't you let me love you? Exactly. (laughs) Same deal. I wonder if the, the question with the Sanderson sisters is the same... Uh, villain spectacular thing that they do as part yeah. of not so scary at Walt Disney World. Maybe I just yeah they're probably testing the waters. It would have to be at the Hyperion unless they like built like some special stage somewhere like on the yeah. water or something because that's the only other like well, big area is like World of Color area to like hold like thousands. 
on a well, raft. Well, I mean, technically, <laughs> technically, don't. I mean, right after this, we have Festival of Holidays coming up, right? Yeah. So yeah. theoretically, they could build the stage that they'll use for Festival of Holidays and put mm-hmm. the Sanderson sisters in front of the water, like in front of Ariel yeah. as part of the stage oh, show yeah. there, and then just convert the stage into Festival of Holidays for the bands to use after um, yeah. Boogie Boogie Bash. But but yeah, yeah. There, there definitely needs to be more more entertainment other than because the the parade and the one like kids mickey mouse show is all the entertainment they had besides character mm-hmm. meet and greet so it's there there's nothing really to like pull people away you know at disneyland they would have the um you know the dapper dance or the what what do they call them halloween the cadaver the, dance the, the cadaver. cadaver dance going along the yeah. the rivers of america they you know they'd have a bunch of different like the, the tomorrowland dance party going on and uh, all these other different things to kind of like you know even if it only eats up 100 people or whatever or 200 people like it's still eating some people up to make other things more comfortable for people that are there for just you know character photos or you know treat trails or food or whatever that's just giving people more options to for things to do i guess making it worth your hundred plus dollars of almost two hundred dollars of ticket price yeah what were your if you don't mind sharing what were your ticket prices because i know they fluctuate depending on the day and uh, how, if I how re- early before halloween it is if I remember, I would tell you. I think it was like around one. Was it like one thirty something? I don't remember. We were pretty early on, uh, so they were they were on the lower end. They weren't the lowest Got price, it. but I think they were like the second lowest price, whatever but, that was. Yeah, so second tier basically. Yeah, because yeah. it was it was a Sunday, but it was you know in September, so right. like it was right. wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, so I, you know, even, you know, I, we're the second weekend or third weekend, like it was still pretty packed. I mean, I know the event is completely sold out no matter, regardless. So it should in theory have the same amount of people each night, but holy smokes, it felt pretty busy. I was hoping for, (laughs) man, I shouldn't be laughing, but I was hoping because of all the debacle with the, um, scalpers i was really hoping that it was going to be less people oh yeah because the scalpers got stuck thinking. with the tickets <laughs> right what can you do whatever we still had, we still had a good time we got photos yeah. we had a bunch of candy uh fun was had by all that's awesome well, if anyone listening has had an opportunity to go to oogie boogie bash for any of the nights this year uh, let us know what your favorite part was. Was it a treat trail? Was it a specific character? Uh, was it one of the meet and greets that you were most excited for? Drop a comment in either the Instagram post uh, or Facebook post. But uh, we'd love to have you as part of the community over on Discord. If you haven't uh, become a member of the community yet, it's super simple. Head over to podcateers.com slash links you will find a link to our Discord there, along with some of the most asked about links uh, for the website, including our latest episode, the Quizneyland playlist, links to our YouTube channel and Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. Make sure that you subscribe and follow him on Instagram. He goes live from the parks two to three times a week, so make sure that you have alerts set on his account for that. 
Um, but yeah, we'd love to have you as part of the community. So let us know what your favorite part of Oogie Boogie Bash was this year. And why was it Judge Doom? <laughs> and why was it Judge Doom? Okay, before we jump into great moments with Mr. Andrew this week, uh, I want to talk about this investor call that happened because I have to admit, uh, one of the biggest announcements that came in that call was a little surprising to me, uh, especially given uh, how the parks... Uh, well, you know what? Let's get into the news and then we can we can expand a, a little bit more on it. But uh, essentially what happened, uh, and I'm going to take some highlights from an article from The Hollywood Reporter here. Uh, the article uh, states that Disney plans a $60 billion expansion of the theme parks business. And so on Tuesday, Bob Iger and Josh DeMauro Uh, had a presentation for investors where they uh, were quoted as saying that they are in the process of expanding the parks and the company's focus will be on stories, scale, and fans. They were talking about how they want to explore different franchises that they haven't necessarily tapped into yet, and they want to be able to do it at parks around the world. It is going to be theme parks, products in general, and the cruise lines that are going to get these expansions. Now, we did talk about the cruise lines a little bit last week, so we won't touch too much on that. We do know that there's going to be new ships coming to the fleet. One of them was a purchase by the Disney company that they are now converting into their latest ship. But yeah, this $60 billion over the course of the next 10 years essentially doubles the amount that they invested in the prior 10 years, uh, which was just around 16 to $17 billion. And I don't know, it actually came into question as part of the article as well, that they don't know if the $60 or the $60 billion expansion also includes the $17 billion that they had already talked about to bring more stuff to Walt Disney World over the next 10 years or if this is on top of the 17 that they had already talked about for Walt Disney World Uh, but Walt Disney World is obviously facing some challenges because of Governor Ron DeSantis and his plan to get rid of the Reedy Creek Improvement District that has been run by Disney essentially since its inception the the curious thing about the presentation was that they said that they have over a thousand acres of land available for development. And they they noted Walt Disney World in Florida, the theme parks in France and China, Japan, the cruise ships. Uh, and they talked about the cruise ship ports in the U.S. and Asia and Australia. But the thing that surprised me the most about that expansion is that they also included Disneyland in California. So we've heard a lot about Disneyland forward. You know, it looks like Disneyland forward could be happening, you know, and we're going to be getting more of that plan coming to fruition as part of this $60 billion over the next 10 years. In general, your thoughts on this announcement, some of the things that they said, and what you hope to see. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I don't, it just makes me giggle. Um, so I thought was 
or my thought was IP, Disneyland, um, Atlantis and Tomorrowland. I mean, if they're thinking about bringing IPs that they haven't done anything. And I mean, I'm just that's why I'm laughing because I don't know. I'm pulling this out of a hat. I'm out of air, blah, blah, blah. But um, Tomorrowland really needs help. So I don't know if that's what it means. I don't know if it means um, I, I don't know. But that's the first thing I thought of was IP. I don't know. Maybe that. I don't think it's going to be Tron because um, that's not going to happen in any way. And I'm not saying the coaster. I'm just saying in general. But wishful thinking, Atlantis maybe? Yeah. Um, it, it It's interesting how this was worded for sure. You know, talking about the parks in China and Japan and, and, and stuff like that. Those parks are not owned and operated by a Walt Disney company. They exactly. are exactly uh, yeah. true. So they, their money should doesn't really go towards that. The companies, the Oriental land company and the, I can't remember. I'm sorry. The one that uh, runs the Chinese parks. Um, they are the ones who put up the capital to uh, invest in these attractions and expansions and et cetera. So this does not come out of the bottom line of the Walt Disney company. So it's, it's interesting that those parks are included in that figure. Like is, are they saying that combined with the, whatever they, the other companies plan to spend, it will total 60 or they're they plan on spending 60 themselves is is something interesting because 60 million uh, or billion i'm sorry among you know 13 parks or whatever individual parks or uh one two five um different resorts you know if you bring that down from five six six, uh, six i'm sorry six different resorts if you take that down from six to three Disneyland Resort, uh, Walt Disney World, and Disneyland Paris, like those are the parks that they're going to be investing their own money into because those are the parks that they own and operate, and then Disney Cruise included in that. Um, so if you take that and spread that over three resorts plus uh, uh, the cruises, that kind of gives you more money to deal with you know than if you have the six parks plus the cruises because these you know those those parks they don't put money into they they get money they just say they're they're licensed things and they work on mm -hmm. them and they build the rides and create the thing and da, 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 everybody knows this so i don't need to explain it but so it's interesting that i you know a lot of this i think is coming on off the heels of universal is opening a whole new theme park, I think, in a year or so in Florida. Like, this will be their yep. third. They they say their fourth theme park, but it's their third theme park because they have a water park they call theme park. But it's their third non-water theme park in Florida. A whole new thing, 100% all new rides, da-da-da-da-da. And Disney doesn't have anything to compete with that they they've not announced anything but oh we're updating the country bears and we're doing this and here's a new churro flavor and 
maybe we could possibly in the future think about uh, maybe adding stuff somewhere is the the line that has been given for the past couple of investor calls. Um, so if it's actually like we're actually getting down to brass tacks and we're putting our you know money where our mouth is and stuff actually starts getting done, then great. You know, there there's more plans that came out for Disneyland forward recently. Um, not plans per se, but more kind of concept art and, and different uh I think they were like environmental studies and and impact studies for the area, talking about the development uh, around the hotels plus the development at the Toy Story lot. Um, so uh, one thing that like people really uh, like gravitated to was this alternate transportation thing that was on this plan. People are saying it's a Skyliner, it's a people mover, it's a monorail. There, you know, different things that people are saying to connect this different part of this new thing at the Toy Story parking lot to Disneyland resort proper. Um, so there, there's just, there's so much speculation and nothing has really been said that is concrete when it comes to Disneyland forward, anything expanding to Walt Disney world in regards to this $60 billion. I, I look forward to them announcing things, but I am, you know, I'll believe it when I see it is the kind of th the thing it's like, would I love to, you know, see all this new, you know, have another land added to Disneyland and another land added to California Adventure? Sure. But until the bulldozers come out, I'm not too hopeful. You know, like like you brought up, Melissa, Tomorrowland has been needed, needing a redo since it was redone in 1998. Like yep. it's it's, you know, brown Tomorrowland. And then like, OK, we're going to paint it blue. And then not really change much like there there's I was just we were at Disneyland this weekend and I was talking with my wife, Tina, about how there's just so much empty space that is not being utilized in Tomorrowland right now that like like the 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 Magic Eye Theater, like why is there just n nothing in there? Like just put Captain EO back in there, put Honey, I Shrunk the Audience back in there, put uh, they could take that friggin thing i talked about it on quizneyland this movie that's from the 90s that was in paris called cinema cinemagique like it was you know they'd have mm -hmm. to add a couple of things put something in there to you know alleviate these crowds like you just have a movie theater sitting in the middle of your park that is doing nothing like they were yeah. they even if they had those pixar shorts or whatever like some people would go in there just for the air conditioning Alone. Yeah, like like and that pulls people away. So there there's so many things that are just like being poorly utilized in Tomorrowland and Disneyland in general that even, you know, it's great to expand. But also if you need to fix the things that are already there, you know, a rotting uh, people mover track and a carousel theater that only is there to uh, be a fireworks show platform and like what uh uh what is it the lounge for is it the magic uh, key lounge no yeah. it's not the magic key lounge it's the uh 
the vacation oh the vacation lounge yeah 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 Yeah. right right right. uh so it's just kind of like a nothingness that's a huge building there's so much you know property in tomorrowland that could be developed or even just utilized in any way um is starcade sitting empty again you know too like there's so much stuff you know I'm getting off of the main topic of this question, but it seems to me that this money should go towards not just expanding, but also, you know, bettering the park in every aspect, any, all of the parks, like, you know, that goes for animal kingdom and magic kingdom too, to, you know, California adventure and Epcot, like bring, you know, bring back that Mary Poppins attraction that they were going to do at Epcot and this two story building and redoing of the interior of, uh, of the, uh, redoing the interior of spaceship earth and all these things that were canceled, like announced at a D 23 and then they canceled them because of pandemic and whatever. Like if you're going to invest $60 billion, how about start with the projects that you've already announced? So, um, and, and that's kind of the direction I, I, I wanted to take the conversation a little bit because it's funny. You said I'm, I'm getting off topic, but you're technically not right. Because all of those things that you're talking about were things that at one point or another, they announced and then they scrapped. And so it leaves these huge areas that could solve a lot of flow issues when it comes to guests in the parks. Uh, I mean, the theater itself, I mean, who knows how deteriorated it is at this point? You know, I'm sure that they're mm-hmm. not in there every day looking at how it is and how it's holding up or anything. So I'm sure some it's probably just storage. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it probably is just storage at this point. I'm sure that the Starcade is just storage at this point, you know, but there's there's so much that they can do that they've announced at many D23 expos that has just never come to fruition and now is the time to bring some of those projects to life that people were super excited about so as far as expanding with other properties that we've never seen before i wonder if that means bringing some of the fox properties into the parks somehow because For instance, The Simpsons at Universal is set to expire, like the contract is set to expire in 2028, well within the 10-month or the 10-year span that this project is set for. So is Springfield and The Simpsons leaving Universal in 2028, and are they coming to a Disney park? I'm sure that adding them to Disneyland would probably not be the best option. I could see them expanding something in Walt Disney World where they get like Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios would be a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, But maybe not even like expanding with full-blown IPs. Like maybe they just uh, bring more technology. Like you mentioned Epic Universe. You know, uh, Universal is opening Epic Universe in 2025, just a couple years from now. And like, I was just reading an article about how they're using stuff or they're promising that they're going to have stuff like facial recognition, 
you know, for photo and photo validation technology so that it's as frictionless as possible. Like you're not going to need your app or to open something to get your photos or to get into this to that. It's going to use your face to get you into stuff like Mm -hmm. that's. I mean, that's the future of theme parks, right? Like the more you can allow the flow of guests and the more you can get the flow to move better, the better experience it is overall. Because I'm sure that there, I'm not the only person out there that, that feels that lines are just not cool, man. Like when you were talking about Oogie Boogie Bash and the lines were like two and a half hours and all I thought to myself was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not, I, I can't do the lines right now. It's just too long, man. I can't be standing there for three hours for a picture. So anything that you can do to enhance the experience, whether it's like new technology, I'm wondering if the expansion to the Haunted Mansion and stuff like that is part of this $60 billion, or if it's if it was already allocated and that's just happening regardless of the 60 billion. But yeah, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if they're planning on bringing any Fox properties in. And if they did, like, where would we see them? Yeah. I, I mean, I did, I can't remember if this was some speculation or if it was something that like Josh tomorrow had said, they, you know, they're talking about frozen that frozen hasn't made its appearance at Disneyland yet. And, you know, Coco and, and all the, these other, you know, basically any of their their properties that have made them a billion dollars or more, uh, yeah. you know, that they're, they're trying to, you know, uh, get people excited about that. And they there is another fact that it said, like something like X amount of people have Disney affinity like not Disney Infinity the game like an affinity for Disney and only x percent like 25% of those people or like 1 in 11 I don't remember the numbers but uh have visited a Disney park so they're trying to figure out how to get those people to visit a Disney park uh the people mm-hmm. that already have have an affinity for the Walt Disney company in general um, I actually have yeah. that quote because it stuck out okay. to me too. So here's the quote. Uh, I don't know where you read it, but I saw it in the Hollywood Reporter. But when during the presentation, know. it said, according to Disney's internal research, there is an addressable market of more than 700 million people with high Disney affinity. It has yet to reach in its with its parks. In fact, for every one guest who visits a Disney park, there are more than 10 people with a Disney affinity who do not visit the parks. Yeah, so that's they're they're trying to get everybody to come, which is great, but you can't get everybody to come if you don't have the space for them. So that's I mm-hmm. mean, I guess that's what they're trying to do and in that presentation as well, I believe they said something like they saw a a increase in attendance and of capacity and et cetera, et cetera. Every time they did something new at a Disney park, they put in galaxy's edge. They did. I think they went back radiator Springs racers. They, you know, cars land was there and, and avatar and Walt Disney world and stuff like that. Every time that they did that, then their attendance for those parks would go up. I mean, it makes sense to me, but I guess you got to put it down on paper that people want to come see the new thing. But I think the attendance goes up and stays up 
is the is the thing. So the more they invest, the more attendance that they get. Makes sense to me, and it creates you know increased capacity in the park if you're able to add more property that already isn't within the bounds of the park already. Yeah. Um, you have a larger footprint to put more people, which is great. And then that, in theory, makes it easier to have magic key people and annual pass holders and whatever get in because there's more capacity, et cetera, et cetera. So it's it's all just a game that we play and we give them our money and then they are supposed to give us fun in return, Yeah, I guess. And it, it's really, it, it's an interesting time to announce something this big. Like, I feel, I don't know if this is like a Hail Mary on Bob Iger's part, given all of the issues and stuff and how he's trying to save Disney and the parks and everything, what he was essentially brought back to do, right? He has until... 2026, I think, is when his contract was extended to. By then, he should have a successor, and I'm sure that it's going to be Josh DeMauro, given that he's been mirroring Bob Iger in a lot of the things that he's been doing. He's been going to a lot of the same events, a lot of the same locations, similar to the way that Bob Chapek did before he was handed the reins to the company as well. Now, uh, the interesting part about all of this is you know, we, we talked a little earlier about how they made all these announcements at previous D23s, and for one reason or another, they've not done them. You know, you could, many people will blame the beginning of the pandemic as kind of a time where Disney couldn't do that stuff, and it, it, it was what it is, right? Like, as we're still maneuvering, trying to get out of the pandemic, we're at a point where we're seeing them make these plans, however... There's a lot of economists that are saying that we're possibly leading into a recession. And while there was an economic slowdown in 2022, uh, it's unclear whether we're going to be in a recession like by the end of 2023 and early 2024, mid 2024. You know, there's a lot of factors at play here. But if we do end up in a full blown recession, people aren't going to afford they're not going to be able to go to the parks you know so like i get getting more people into the parks but does the 60 can the 60 billion that they're investing go towards giving better pay to their cast members can it go towards you know easing you know the the allowing people to have yeah you know it's yeah it's one of those situations where like it's cool that they're adding a bunch of stuff but there's also a lot of factors at play that if your cast members can't live on the salary or people can't afford to go into your parks like you're going to end up in the same place you know Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to uh, continue uh, given the fact that Disney Plus has been losing a lot of money we're getting a price hike. People are canceling their online streaming services right now. I don't know, man. It, it seems like a really strange announcement at a, a bit of a strange time. Like, I'm all for Disneyland advancing, the Disney parks advancing, the Disney parks getting new stuff. It's just a really weird time to make this announcement, you know? Yeah. Take care of the wounds first. I honestly think it's in response to... I mean, they had an investor call already, so whatever, they're going to announce stuff. But 
I really do think it's them trying to cover their butts because they don't have anything to compete with Universal for Epic Universe's uh, release. They're like, all right, there's a new thing coming. Well, don't you worry. We also have a thing coming, and it'll be there at some point in the next 10 years. So I know Universal is going to have a thing in two years, but... Just, you know, Disney has that special something that, you know, we have scale. I think they said scale a bunch of times. We don't know, but here's some blue sky art. That Yeah. <laughs> we have the scale that only Disney can do. And maybe in 10 years, there will be a new churro flavor. Uh, but <laughs> we'll see by then what happens. Like I said, once the bulldozers come out, uh, I know we're playing ball, but until then, uh, just wait and see, I guess. Dude, that, that yep. increase, uh, that the scale that only Disney can do the margin between Disney and universal being able to do that is growing smaller and smaller, man. Well, that's what they keep trying. Like they, they don't want to believe, or they don't want the consumer to believe is that universal can do what Disney can do. But, they they got Imagineers over there, like ex Imagineers uh-huh. that have left Disney and gone to Universal because hey, Disney screwed them over. So yep. you know they they hired them up, and there's people doing really good stuff over there. And you know they're a big old company too. They're owned by Comcast or whatever. It's not like yep. they're owned by some rinky dink like like company. They got and they're investing lots of money now. I mean, if you are a strictly disney fan like there is something about a disney park that is just a little bit different than going to universal now there i don't know what this new universal park is going to be uh so we shall see once that comes but there 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 is something different and you know the attention to detail etc but there you know it's like 80% there and if it's 80% there at universal and it's new in two years, then your people are going to go. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear what all of you think about this situation. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts on what you'd like to see as part of this expansion. Uh, Would you like to see stuff here at Disneyland? If so, what and where would you like to see stuff happen at Walt Disney World? Would you like to see a new park in a new state? Like maybe that's part of the expansion. They start a brand new mini park somewhere uh sound off branson yeah sound off join us over on discord join the community and let us know your thoughts or leave a comment on the instagram post for this episode all right well i think it's time to start winding down and the best way to do that is with our little tribute segment here that we have been doing to celebrate Disney's 100 Years of Wonder as we talk about some of the the best moments in the course of the last 100 years for the Disney company in our segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, with the great Mr. Andrew. Hey, hey, ho, ho. I don't know. I don't know how to start this thing. The years this week. Given that he's also part of the Disney company, you should throw a, hey, hey, kids. Uh, it's Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Whoa! I don't know. I have to. I'll have to work on a Krusty. There you go. Hazen can just do it. I 
I haven't really tried to do any Simpsons voices, so maybe I'll uh, try and work on some of those. That could be fun. Anywho, uh, the years are 1997 and 1998. Uh, again, I'll reiterate, we are uh, standing in solidarity with the writers and actors, so we won't be covering film TV. Uh, hopefully that'll end soon uh, with the news, uh, you know, at least for one of the two striking unions. But anywho, for video games in 1997, releases are... Animated Storybook, 101 Dalmatians. Animated Storybook, Hercules. Ready for math with Pooh. Ready to read with Pooh. Ariel's Story Studio. Hercules, 101 Dalmatians, Escape from DeVille Manor. Nightmare Ned, and Disney's Magic. Uh, Also on April 15th, Disney Interactive lays off about 20% of its workforce, ending its in-house production of video games. Uh, for theme parks in 1997. On January 6th, the Rocket Jets in Tomorrowland at Disneyland closes, as well as Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland closes for updates. On February 21st, Star Wars Weekends takes place at Disney MGM Studios for the first time. On March 1st, the number five locomotive, the Ward Kimball, begins operation at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. On March 7th, Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland is reopened after a two-month rehabilitation. Uh, the scene of pirates chasing women is replaced by pirates chasing women with food. On March 21st, the Carnation Cafe and the Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor open on Main Street at Disneyland. On April 6th, Captain EO closes at Disneyland. On May 17th, at Disneyland, the Gollywomper boat of the Mike Fink Keelboats ride capsizes, dumping guests into the water. After that incident, the, uh, the attraction is never reopened. On May 23rd, the Light Magic Street-tacular Parade debuts at Disneyland. Also this year, Bob Penfield retires from Disney. He was the last remaining employee to have worked at Disneyland since opening day. On June 15th, the Hercules Electrical Parade makes its one and only performance in New York City. On September 7th, the Circle Vision Theater at Disneyland closes. On November 5th, a court jury rules that Disney had failed to develop an MGM attraction outside of Florida in nine years, so the rights to the name revert to MGM. On November 27th, the It's a Small World attraction at Disneyland reopens with additions to show how holidays are celebrated around the world for the first time. The temporary new name of this is called It's a Small World Holiday. Uh, And in December, the Walt Disney Company signs an agreement with the Oriental Land Company of Japan for a new theme park called Tokyo Disney Sea. The Oriental Land Company will build, own, and operate the park on 90 hectares of of Tokyo Bay. Uh, Other notable events of 1997, uh, Disneyland, Walt Walt Disney World, and some Disney store locations issue new $1, $5, and $10 Disney dollars. Each carry the Walt Disney World 25th anniversary logo, and each denomination features a different park landmark. Uh, Michael Eisner signs a new 10-year contract as chairman of Disney. His base salary is $750,000 per year, plus a bonus tied to the company's financial performance. And he received stock options for 8 million shares to be excised between 2003 and 2006. The value of the option is estimated at $195 to $771 million. The show Walt Disney's World on Ice, Spirit of Pocahontas, opens in New York. Club Disney premieres in Thousand Oaks, California. Uh, Club Disney is an indoor family entertainment center. 
Uh, Disney launches its redesigned Disney.com website with new sections promoting Disney's products and services in theater, cable television, publishing, records, home video, and online. Michael Eisner and Steve Jobs announced that the Walt Disney Studios and Pixar Animation Studio have agreed to jointly produce five movies over the next 10 years. Cost, profit, and logo credit will be split 50-50. Disney will purchase 1 million shares of Pixar common stock at $15 per share and may acquire up to 5% of the company. Uh, the mayor of New York City, the governor of New York State, and Michael Eisner unveil the restored new Amsterdam Theater in New York City. Disney Online opens the Disney Daily Blast website for 10,000 visitors aimed at children ages 3 to 12. The Disney Cruise Line's first vessel, the Disney Magic, first floats out of the shipyard in Italy. Disney opens Lyric Street Records in Nashville, Tennessee. Disney and Jeffrey Katzenberg announce a partial settlement of their dispute. Disney will pay 72.5% of Katzenberg's promised 2% bonus. A referee would come up with a final amount. And the Lion King the Musical opens at the New Amsterdam Theater in New York and sets a record by selling $2.5 million worth of advanced tickets. Uh, the Disney Legends class of 1997. This year, the Disney Legends celebrated European people who are instrumental in Disney's success in Europe. Uh, the Legends are, uh, I'm sorry for mispronouncing probably a good chunk of these, Lucien Ades, Angel Angelopoulos, Antonio Bertini, Armand Bigel, uh, Guadenzo Capali, Roberto De Leonardis, uh, Cyril Edgar, Wally Fignois, Dieter Forent, Mario Genentilini, <laughs> Cyril James, Horst Koblicek, Gunnar Manson, Arnaldo Mandadori, Amanda Palvadoa, Palvada? I don't know. <laughs> I'm almost done here. There's a lot of them. Paolo Brahi Penderson. Joe Potter, oh, that one was easy, uh, Andre Venesti, and Paul Winkler. <laughs> um, the birthdays for 1997. Um, again, I had problems recognizing lots of names, so the ones I came up with. February 10th, Chloe Grace Moretz. August 5th, Olivia Holt. October 8th, Bella Thorne. And November 5th, Dominique Thorne. Not related. Uh, the uh, notable deaths of 1997, January 18th, uh, Adriana Casoletti, uh, September 9th, Burgess Meredith, October 12th, D John Denver, October 24th, Don Messick, and December 16th, Lillian Disney. That brings us to 1998. For video games in 1998, the releases are A Bug's Life, the Walt Disney World Explorer 2nd Edition, Mickey Mouse Magical Wands, Animated Storybook Mulan, and The D Show. For theme parks in 1998, on January 5th, the Take Flight attraction in the Magic Kingdom closes. On January 21st, the original Disneyland parking lot closes to make way for the Disneyland Resort expansion. On February 1st, Illuminations 98 opens in World Showcase at Epcot. On March 21st, Red Rocket's Pizza Port opens in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. 
On March 28th, Disney animator Mark Davis adds his signature and handprints in cement in front of the Chinese Theater replica at the Disney MGM Studios Park. And on the same day, Enchanted Tiki Room under new management opens at Adventureland at Magic Kingdom. On April 22nd, Disney's Animal Kingdom opens to the public at Walt Disney World. Opening day attractions include Discovery Riverboats, It's Tough to Be a Bug, uh, here's a long one. This is a title of a thing. Colors of the Wind, Friends of the Forest from Grandmother's Willow's Grove. That's one thing. Uh, Festival of the Lion King, Countdown to Extinction, The Boneyard, Journey into Jungle Book, Dinosaur Jubilee, Kilimanjaro Safari, Gorilla, uh, Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail, Wildlife Express to Conservation Station, and Flights of Wonder. On May 4th, astronaut Buzz Aldrin and Buzz Lightyear attend the reopening of the Moonliner attraction in Disneyland. Uh, the Moonliner originally was removed in 1966. On May 22nd, Tomorrowland at Disneyland reopens after an extensive remodeling. New attractions include Rocket Rods, the American Space Experience Exhibit, the Astro Orbiter, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, and the Spirit of Refreshment Beverage Stand. Also on May 22nd, Disney Quest opens at Downtown Disney's West Side in Walt Disney World. It provides five stories of high-tech attractions, including Explore Zone, Create Zone, and Replay Zone. On June 3rd, Innoventions opens in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. On September 7th, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride closes in Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom. On September 8th, the Submarine Voyage at Disneyland closes. On October 7th, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin opens in the Magic Kingdom. On October 10th, Journey into Imagination and the Imageworks Creative Playground of the Future closes in Future World at Epcot. On October 15th, Fantasmic premieres at the Disney MGM Studios. Uh, on November 16th, the Westward Ho Conestoga F Wagon Fries opens in Frontierland at Disneyland. And in December, uh, Michael Eisner announces a reorganization of the administration of the theme parks and resorts. Dick Nunes retires as chairman of Walt Disney Attractions, replaced by Judson Green with Paul Pressler as president. Nunes has been with the company for 43 years. The division will now incorporate Walt Disney World, the Disneyland Resort, the Disneyland Paris Resort, Tokyo Disney Resort, Disney Regional Entertainment, and Walt Disney Imagineering. Other notable events of 1998, Disney registers the internet domain name go.com. Disney agrees to pay $9.2 billion for eight-year rights to televise NFL football games. Uh, the Broadway stage show The Lion King wins six Tony Awards. Those awards are Best Scenic Design, Best Lighting Design, Best Costume Design, Best Choreography, Best Director of a Musical, and Best Musical. The uh, director, Julie Taymor, wins uh, Best Director. The Walt Disney Company agrees to buy 43% of InfoSeek Internet Search website. Disney unveils the Disney Internet Guide website, offering a family-friendly internet search engine. The Disney Magic cruise ship arrives at Port Canaveral, Florida for the first time. A star on the Walk of Fame on the Hollywood Boulevard is created to honor Roy O. Disney. On uh, July 30th, the Disney Cruise Line launches its first cruise ship, the Disney Magic. Also this year, Michael Eisner and Bob Iger meet with executives at ABC Touchstone and Buena Vista. Michael Davies of ABC gives Eisner a videotape he saw of a British TV show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? The next day, Eisner and Iger watch it and approve getting the show for ABC. 
Um, at the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California, the Disney Legends Plaza is unveiled. And Disney and FTD begin offering Disney Flowers flower delivery service initiated via the Disney.com website. Vases can be shaped like or include pictures of Disney characters. The Disney Legends class of 1998, uh, James Ag uh, Algar, Buddy Baker, Catherine Beaumont, Virginia Davis, Roy E. Disney, Don Eskin, Wilfred Jackson, uh, Glynis Johns, Kay Kamen, Paul Kenworthy, Larry Landsberg, Haley Mills, Al Milliet, and Emma Milliet. I'm screwing that up, I'm sure. Uh, Norma Stormy Palmer, Lloyd Richardson, Kurt Russell, Ben Sharpstein, Masamoto Takahashi, Vladimir Bill Taitla, uh, Dick Van Dyke, and Matsudo Yokoyama. Uh, birthdays are uh, January 28th, Ariel Winter, April 9th, L. Fanning, October 28th, Nolan Gould. And uh, notable deaths of 1998, March 8th, Marvin Davis, May 28th, Phil Hartman, and November 30th, Ruth Clifford. Uh, so that has been great moments with me, Mr. Andrew. The years were 1997 and 1998. We're getting close to the end here. It's like a countdown. You know, the ball is going to drop pretty close. We're almost we're almost at the millennia. Yeah, it's getting getting crazy. <clears throat> Super close. Next now. year, in the year 2000. <laughs> You remember that from we Conan? We are promised flying Conan? cars, and none of the cars yep. actually fly. You know, I saw like uh, I saw a uh, uh, somebody that made like a rideable drone, which was crazy. That's awesome. Was it Mr. Like Beast? A, like a hover? No, I don't think that so. guy does everything. He does everything. <laughs> I saw a thing that said the only way any millennials will be able to afford to buy a I, house is to uh, win a Mr. Beast contest. Either Mr. Beast <laughs> or Casey Neistat. One of those two is going to build a, a flyable drone. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? Wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, Mel, Andrew, any final words before we wrap up for today? Nope. There will be a uh, Quizneyland this week. Yay. Uh, this is coming out late, so Quizneyland will also come out late. Sorry, folks. That's okay, though. Uh, still come out. It's episode 50, which is fun. 50 episodes of this sucker. Uh, the time flies when uh, you're doing lots of research, I guess. So uh, it'll be uh, this episode will be about 50 things. Nice. Like, like things related to 50 50 anniversaries or something. Ah, Still working on it. it. There'll be a there'll be a thing. So it's a it's a fifth fun 50 uh, episode. So have a listen to Quizneyland if you don't listen to it already. Right on. So that's it. That is going to wrap it up for this week. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.